Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. We're back again for episode 200 and 90, 80, 85, oh, 32, 281, 282, episode 282. No hand gestures were being given to me over the course of that. <laughs> was uh, really not coached at all, your honor? Nope, I was <laughs> not coached at all. I got right there. Episode 282. How does that feel? Chris Nelson to have done 282 episodes of this show with me. Yeah. We really have people should know us by now. They should know our likes and our dislikes. It's true. Bank details. Well, no, they shouldn't. Dates of birth. Um, where we keep our hearts. Um, they should know everything, just like a human man would. Listen, so I've been I've been noticing that I have a tendency to say uh, a lot. And I read a thing on the Internet. I looked up. I Googled how not to say uh, because I think to some people like saying uh, kind of gives you sort of a less intelligent sounding vibe, you know, and I don't want to come across like that. You know, I'm not a dumb guy. I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm not a dumb guy. I don't want to come across as being like a uh, 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 all the time guy. And so, you know what they said? No. On how to avoid saying, ah, uh? I'm going to guess they were like, uh, probably like, like take a bunch of pins and like put them like through a long strip of rubber and then like tie that around like your hamstring. And then, like, uh, whenever you say, uh, like, just tighten it down a little and then just keep on tightening whenever you say, uh, and then, like, the pain, the pain will, will make you not say, uh, so much. That it, the, the one I looked up didn't say that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. positive reinforcement did they go with? I mean, it was kind of a different tack entirely. It just said take negative, but just from a different angle and more psychological. Well, I mean, I don't know why you have to break everything into this binary of being negative or positive. I mean, advice is advice. It's up to you what you do with it, right? How you take it. Well, but I mean, uh, I'm, the, the not, I'm not giving it like a basis. I'm not judging that I'm, I'm reinforcement, like positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement on, on memorizing the behavior of. of... That's what it I was getting at. Yeah. Take, take a pause. Yeah, no, that's that's what that's what the the Google thing said. Yeah, yeah, that definitely that that'll give you that, that kind of benefit. I feel like the the trick is saying that having to go extemporaneously. I think is where you're going to run into your us because you're just trying to you're trying to speak at the speed of your own mind more or less, and so it can get difficult not to like hesitate and throw in some of those kind of uh, joining words that, that will link those two thoughts together as your brain and mouth are syncing up again. Well, well, that's the thing is like, I, I talk fast and, and I think my brain moves pretty fast and it doesn't necessarily give other people 
the time to catch up to, you know, kind of where my, where my thoughts are at. And I consider that to be sort of a personal flaw because obviously I don't want to just run ahead and tell people all the things that are going on in my mind at any given time with no context. So the, ah, is a chance for me to kind of stop and go, okay, have I made this argument clearly enough that people understand where I'm coming from when I go to this leap? Otherwise you just start getting, like some very strange logic leaps. And I become one of those guys that is like, I think he's smart, but I don't know for sure. He might be a real dumbass, but he talks fast and he sounds really confident. So I think he's probably a genius. Now I'm not saying that I'm a genius. I need to put that out there in big, bold letters, but I, I am saying that if I didn't have the uhs there, I, I might come across as, as not making a whole lot of sense a lot of the time, which is often what people interpret as genius. Yeah, but I also think, I mean, I think the difference too sometimes between people like, is, is this a genius? Is this not a genius? Is sometimes too the content, like even if it's a little broken, or even if it's a little like quick and slapdash, usually like you can pick up on, like I started, I started watching some of that. There's that, they got a, a QAnon documentary on the HBO and I watched a couple episodes of it. And so you're getting like some of the people who are like more involved or like at forefronts of things. So they're people who are at least a little bit more easily able to speak like conversationally but at the same time like most of the things they're saying are fucking crazy and so (laughs) (laughs) i saw the first episode it's pretty easy to see like even if they're able to like put thoughts together but they're not i don't know they're not thinking that hard about any of it (laughs) at the same time the things right talking about does this mean that i if i want to improve my public speaking are you telling me i need to join QAnon? no okay okay I mean, I guess you could you could you could look at some of the stuff for rhetorical tools, but I feel like you could also look at things that were, were more entertaining and less uh, like soul sucking to watch that would also give you similar rhetorical tools. Yeah, yeah. I I want everybody out there to know though, if you're a person who says ah a lot and you are concerned about it. It's okay. You're not alone. Um, Take a pause. The average pause in like speeches by like Obama is like two to three seconds. He'd take between some thoughts sometimes. Yeah. And he didn't say uh, a lot. He was Obama. So be like Obama. I feel like he wouldn't say uh, as much, but he would kind of, he would have certain kind of verbal tics that were more uh, just like vocalizations than they were words where he would like stretch like a, uh, a syllable out as he was gathering stuff together again. Like he would, uh, he definitely would like to throw in some pauses and stuff. Yeah. He had a distinct style of speaking. I think that's uh, that might be what you're you're you need kind of a distinct style of speaking where you, I think maybe or that's one of the ways that that starts to to become a thing that you have is as you start working out, you're like, what are all the tricks that I have to not do these things? 
and it's going to determine just how you sound when you're speaking because you're employing all of those tricks and i call them tricks yeah. sir wow they're wow. glamours they're just the gossamer nothings of an illusionist toolbox reality sir reality is the only coin this is an arby's man I haven't been to an Arby's in a, in a very long time. Well, you shouldn't because they're not as good as our sponsor, Applebee's. Hey, why don't you hit the Applebee's slogan? Applebee's. Some people think they were better than Arby's. <laughs> I call bullshit on that until uh, Applebee's you know, can you produce. You just suggested. You just suggested that you I, found I, until Applebee's can produce. Anything, anything that's one third as good as horsey sauce. All right, I don't want to. It's just, it's just wanna... like horseradish and ranch. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's say. the sauce, man. It's what it is, right? That's, Isn't that what it is? I think so. It's whatever it is. I. I it's still delicious. never been able to quite figure out exactly what like our Arby's sauce is because it's like. It's like a barbecue sauce and a hot sauce mixed together, I guess. I don't yep. know what it is. Yep. And it's it's uh it's it's every bit the 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 best. Like Arby's is something that I eat once and then I'm like, I don't understand why I eat, don't eat this all the time. And so I go back like within like a week and then I eat it the second time and then I get very ill and I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I don't go back more than like once every two or three years. It may be too that it's a local like a uh, problem, but I also feel like uh, consistency of quality it can vary wildly at our Arby's. Man, that's a damning with faint. I'm just saying, damnation. like sometimes you sometimes you're like, oh man, they did a really good job today, and sometimes you're like, oh man, they did not do a very good job today, and because of that variance you know like yeah arby's arby's isn't you know arby's is gonna it's gonna cost you a little money if you want to go arby's if you want to get curly fries and stuff, it's not it's not cheap i have noticed it's not cheap like i don't get out of there you're, you're, paying, you're paying double digits you're paying double yeah. digits in an yeah. arby's. dinner for the family very rarely under 20 dollars at, mm -hmm. at arby's and that's and we don't live extravagantly i mean my son eats like a little bit, like three bites of everything, yeah. and then leaves it sitting there. And and my well, my wife's a bear, so that uh, oh, I I guess people don't know that yet until they do the double deuce. That's from the bit that we recorded earlier. But who knows when you'll hear that? Apologies, that's going to be really funny, and <laughs> at some point in the future, when you find out my wife's been a bear this whole time, it'll probably be a while after anyone has stopped trying to be like, "I wonder when that's going to pop up." I wonder when <laughs> exactly. we're going to find out about the whole bear thing. Oh man, I got speaking of like uh, relatives finally listening to our podcast. I got a sick mom bird at Easter. <laughs> uh, she she walks up to me and uh, she's like you are forgiven and i'm like what for and she's like 
finally listen to your podcast and i'm like oh shit and i i was frantically trying to figure out if she meant for the egg story or if she meant for the uh giving her anything shit about mike anderson and i Uh I turned out like she eventually played her hand and i was like mike anderson i know she won't listen to this so i don't you know not too worried about that you know like outing myself on the egg story but i was like oh thank god it's only a mike anderson related thing Mm -hmm. and and not the egg story um because that could have been a lot worse especially on easter like you know nobody no kid wants to get the vibrating egg on easter if you know what i'm saying some kids probably do oh man that would be kind of a hilarious gag in a very tasteless sort of way to like like paint up a paint up a vibrator egg and and then like hide it and then some kid grabs it and you start it buzzing (laughs) it'd be hilarious um i feel like a kid would be like i mean not for the purpose in which it's intended but would be like vibrating egg is fun like as just a you know the thing to do as a kid, like you can make it look like the egg's about to hatch by turning. I mean, I think I think on. that's the thing about vibrating egg. Vibrating egg is fun. Yeah. I mean, whether you're a kid or an adult, for mm-hmm. very different reasons. Anyway, look, this is an awkward topic. It's a gift, it's a gift that you know, uh, kids of all ages from from I don't know five, six. I don't know the, the what. I don't know how to how to age things for kids. But but all the way past 160, you know. Yeah, it's maybe a starting age, but it's lower than you think, and it never there's never a ceiling. We told Ollie that the Easter Bunny Aunt Trish contacted the Easter Bunny and told uh, him to leave leave the Easter basket for Ollie at the at, at Aunt Trish's house. And I'm like, I feel like this is really playing fast and loose with the mythology of the Easter Bunny. Because, like, does he have a cell phone? Like, mm-hmm. how do you get that number? And is he just like, oh, yeah, no, I'll drop it off. In which case, he becomes a little more like a dealer than like a, a, a benign giver of chocolates and toys. I mean, yeah. it's just like, oh, no, I'll get you what you want where you, where you need it. But you got to stay and get high off my supply. Mm-hmm. says the easter bunny do we ever know like what happens to all the disciples because i feel like if they have it they need to try to explain that that bunny is one of the disciples that they got turned into a bunny for some reason i mean let's let's fucking tie these threads together christianity you've been fucking you've been skating for two thousand years on your bullshit and i feel like tighten it up man well, I, I think that the thing was, right, they, they, they would go into countries and they would find out when the pagan festivals were, and then they'd be like, oh, no, we've got a holiday for, for that one. Uh, it's the magical holiday of when our Savior was crucified and then came back and uh, you use a bunny and as a fertility symbol? Well, we have a there was a Christ bunny. I think maybe Christ bunny is his name. And, um, and then they're like, well, that's, that's what we have. It's you know, that's too complicated. Cause then they're like, what? So that's Jesus. Every time is the bunny. And you're already, you already got like a, a Holy ghost. And it's like, don't, don't make him be a fourth thing. It's gotta be, you need, you need a, you need a Jesus's pal there. That's, you gotta expand the arsenal. You can't like, can't put everything into Jesus or else all the movies are about Jesus. You want to have some, 
some good Easter Bunny movies. You need him to be like name one fucking good Easter Bunny movie. I'm saying like that they're they're just fucking letting that IP rot. That's what I'm saying. Like tighten up the narrative so that you can talk about him. Like you don't just get to use him for like a month. You can talk about him all the time as Jesus, buddy. He's just he's got a busy month, and then he's like he's just hanging with Jesus, like taking care of business. You know what I mean? He's doing. I feel like other, I feel like maybe you job. could maybe you could go dark with him, like like Logan, and have him be like a like a reaper of of uh, lost souls. Like he's just this. He's just the people who are who are who are morally bankrupt and and not gonna not gonna turn to the lord like the easter bunny could just be whacking them right like for the rest of the months like you know basically june through like february is like whacking time and then he takes a couple months to put together some baskets Mm-hmm. And you know, um, but but even on his victims, he leaves like a little candy. He likes just, just puts one in in the pocket, like a Milky Way, a little Milky Way mini in the pocket, and and he's like, "Hope your day gets better," um, or something like that. I mean, I, we got to work on his lines, obviously, um, but you know, he murders people for a living and gives out Easter baskets. Yeah. Yeah. What who kills people from March through May? Oh, well, then what's really funny about that is he's got a assistant mm-hmm. who's who's like a, he's basically a gerbil who identifies as a bunny rabbit and and everyone sort of no one will tell him, but everyone's a little disappointed in him. Um and he doesn't really kill anybody very well he's never really effective because he's much smaller than the easter bunny and so it's sort of a laughing stock like jesus and the bros you know they're just like they watch all this and they're like always hanging out and they just kind of laugh at him okay but then all right Here's the here's 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 what I'm gonna here's here's what I'm gonna ask you about that though. Like yeah. does that does that then make it harder to root for Jesus and his bros? Like when you're looking at their adventures, when you see how they treat this this gerbil on like his his big days, like uh is that muddy the brand? Well, I mean the thing is when you look behind the veil, it, it becomes they all become harder to love. I mean, if we just venerate these these folks without thinking about it, without critically looking at, you know, what are the pros and cons? I think if anything, it gives them more of a level of humanity. I mean, nobody's all good. Nobody's all bad. Uh, the, the, the bros, like they, they were like happy to like go and spread Christianity. And I guess that's good. Although for a lot of people, it wasn't really a great thing. Mm-hmm. And they mostly like hung out with Jesus until he needed them. And then they, then they sort of left him to die. So, okay. I mean, you know, they're not. See, I guess no. you know, what, what I'm, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to, I'm trying to build this Bible like cinematic universe. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to marvel it a little. And I think you're trying to Zack Snyder it. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely trying to trying to Zack Snyder it. I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna lie. My Bible is my actual like mm-hmm. finished movie of the Bible is uh, 212 hours long mm-hmm. in four three, and in, in mo- um, the better half of it's in, in black and white. 
Um, and, and what's great about it is it really, I think there's, there's more focus on the relationship between the disciples and the Easter bunny than you would ever see in just like your standard, like your, your version, which I is going to be, let's, let's face it. It's going to be, oh yeah. People will be like, oh, it's clever, but who's going to remember it in a hundred years. Who's going to remember the Bible in a hundred years. I'm just saying you're, you're looking at, you're making one four hour movie. I'm, I'm making, I'm making 20 separate films, sir, like focused all over those, those, those sweet spots in that Bible. I'm taking all the choice bits and I'm I'm taking some of the bad ones. I'm making them better. I'm taking some other bad ones. I'm trimming that fat or I'm turning them into jokes and Easter eggs. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think, I think you could definitely, I think you can definitely think like that, but you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we were going to talk about video games. I think that's 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 next time. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess we're I You're guess also going to almost... talk about basketball, which I guess we could do here in a few minutes. <laughs> Just that, we're you know, done. we're like tournament ending up. Although I thought this tournament, I don't I've seen some people complaining about like the quality of basketball in this tournament and I'm like I've seen like some basketball that wasn't as top notch as others, but at the same time, I've seen a lot of like close, exciting type games in this tournament. And so I I feel like a thrill fest, yeah, quite honestly. And, you know, I, I would still like to see, uh, KU come back for, you know, I think, I think at this point, yes, but that's, it's chips are against them. Well, they're out. They're I mean, yeah, and that's obviously going to have a profound left. effect on the yeah the championship. But yes. you know, I mean, I think a lot could happen between now and uh, when that game is played. When is that game played? Tomorrow. No, now and tomorrow, a lot could happen between now and tomorrow. And KU could still, I think, even at this late stage, no. really make a play no. for the for the for the championship. Um, I think no. it's just a matter of who wants it more. Um, because if they do, you know, they will show up and they will they will do something to the the other team. Yeah, they're not they're they not allowed. They're like they're out of quarantine though. So like even as like even if like both of those those teams were kidnapped by a dragon, like okay, you couldn't come in and play tomorrow. They would just have to be like, I guess uh, it's a tie between those teams, or we'll see with the dragon. Let's go first. I think the best thing to happen uh, to March Madness would be if a dragon came and picked up both teams mm-hmm. and took them away, especially this year. I mm-hmm. feel like that would really be a fitting end to, you know, sort of the 2020 pandemic. If I had vibe. a time machine, that's what, I would do. that's what I would do to try to help. Like knowing that like, Oh, that game was boring. Like, Let's let's those teams will get kidnapped by a dragon for like a few days and it'll really throw things into turmoil and people will they'll miss the boring game and they won't care. Okay, now I have questions. I, I we yeah. just hit the end of the show. Yeah. About the dragon. It's it's yeah. about the dragon and the time machine. What about them? Well, I mean, even if you had a time machine, it's not gonna get you a dragon. Where's where's the well, dragon? Man, if I can figure out if I can figure out a time machine, I can figure out a dragon. Come on. If you can figure out a time machine, you can figure out a dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's your logic. Yep. And I'm the fucking Zack Snyder here. No, man, I'm just saying, like, time machine's harder. Like, 
dragon i can do dragon with like some some light some laser lights and some smoke some smoke machines and like some some sets and and some and some jazz hands and some magic and wonder like folding like time through time to like let me go back in time to another place like that's that's the heavy lifter right there I have doors. That's just science, man. Like, come on. It is. That is just science. That is just science. How are you? Like, how are you proposing I go back in time? Okay. If you you get me back in time, I'll I'll show up there with a dragon, my friend. Okay. That's my promise to you. If you invent a time machine, if you invent a time machine in your lifetime, come back right now with a dragon and like show it to me. I mean, like, I can't just, I can't just use the, use them willy nilly. Like, I can't. There's time cops, man. There's time <laughs> cops. Like, I can't just use it to, to just show you that time travel exists right now. First of all, this is all being recorded, and second of all, like, maybe, I maybe I'm just the, the dragon. I, I'm like moving it up to Mark Seven because I've been able to to use all the. I've been able to, you know, do a whole lot of like sports betting to like fund my dragon research. And so now I'm like, I'm moving, like I've got an army of dragons in the tanks and I'm like, I'm, I, I don't want to go back just yet. I'll go back later. Besides those time cops are really hassling my bacon. You know what I mean? They're really like turning up the heat. Mm, bacon. Mm. So double deuce, I guess. Double deuce. This has been double deuce podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at DoubleDeucePod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep. And the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. <laughs>